is clapping for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I know I'm a very important person. Hello, and welcome back to the Peculiar Place podcast. We have our second guest this month. This is Matt. Hello. <laughs> you guys already knew that. Everyone requested Matt to be on the podcast, so he finally is here. He agreed. Agreed. Um, usually hiding in the corner, not wanting to <laughs> join any of her antics. <laughs> He's like, why am I doing this right now? Why did I agree to do this? <laughs> yes, you're lucky I like you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. So yeah, we have been friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, maybe 13 years. I haven't done the math, but I'm guessing maybe 13 years, 13, 14 years. At least close friends since grade 12. Yeah. But we've known each other since grade nine, so... Is that 15 years now? Almost 16. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we've known each other for a long time. We went to an art high school. We're not going to say the name because, like, it's a small school. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone there. Yeah. But yeah, we auditioned for the art program, which I know you didn't last very long in. (laughs) I lasted till grade 12 with... Was I good at art? That is the question. I no, think you were good. I don't think you, I was. You were very abstract with your art. I was just trying <laughs> to survive. That's what it was. Yeah. I don't think I was necessarily good. I think I passed by. Yeah. And just made it out alive. It was a strict and kind of difficult program. Like yeah. the way that it went is if you wanted to go to this high school, you had to be in the boundaries. Yes. And you and I weren't in the boundaries. We were just, like, right outside the boundaries. Right. So if you wanted to get into this school and you were out of the boundaries, you had to audition to either be in the art program, the dance program, Mm -hmm. or the music program. Yes. Right? So you had to, like, go in one day. Oh, and drama. It had, like, everything, like, arts-oriented. So you had to go in one day and audition. And for ours, I remember we sat in this big room, and I think we had to draw fruit. Like, do a still life. Yeah. And you had to come in and present... I think it was 10 of your artworks as and oh, yeah. presented to the uh, the teachers. That's right. what it was. Oh, yeah. We had a list of, like, things that we had to draw. Like, one mm-hmm. was, like, a little boy chasing a red ball. Do you remember that one? No. It was, like, so specific. I feel like I might have actually blocked out some of that time of, like, what we had to do for the audition. Yeah. Because it was a lot of work. To put on, like, a 13-year-old. It was a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, like, back then, everyone spoke of this school as, like, the best thing you can get into. Like, it was really highly sought after. So I think the pressure was there. For me, it was really highly sought after. And, like, a lot of people were applying. And then it just kind of made me think because, like, you're a lot more creative and artistic than I am. I'm not very artistic. I think in different ways. I don't feel like I'm very artistic in general. So then I felt like I was a very low tier. Like, I was maybe one of the last to get in. Okay. Like, I got my acceptance, but I wasn't on the, like... Were the... you on the waiting list? Or were you... Oh, you just... So you, you still got yeah. in. Some people were on the waiting list, I think. Yeah. It was just surprising that I actually got in. Like, I didn't think I would. But I didn't think so either. Because, I mean, you know our classes. There are some very... Like, I can yeah. even name them in my head right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. Some of those people. <laughs> and some of those people are still doing like, art. art to this day. And even, like, one of the drama kids I know is, like, out releasing movies, stuff like oh, that, yeah. and they're directing. Like, I didn't really think people would stick with art after high school because yeah. I didn't, so. There were some very talented people there, but I remember when I got the acceptance email, I cried. I think I cried, too. I cried. I just couldn't believe it. But the biggest reason I think I cried was because I was afraid to go to the 
Catholic high school where there oh. was known <laughs> for like beating up kids and I cried because I didn't want to get beat up. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to a school that like I know I'm not going to get bullied or picked on yeah, or yeah. like beat up at. Like it made me happy that I didn't have to go to the alternative. Yeah, like my alternative wasn't good either. Yeah. So I think we were afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out. There was a Catholic one, but the public one, the other alternative public one, we would have been yeah. at the same high school if we both didn't get in anyway. So we would have known each other in some sort of capacity. So anyway, yeah, we were in the same art program and we didn't really talk for the first couple years. Like no. we had similar friend groups, I think, in yeah. the art class that we kind of knew each other from, but we weren't that close. Yeah. I was also like, if you guys think I'm quiet now, she was I really quiet. did not speak. I thought Jess was mute for, like, the first two years. Yeah, I didn't speak to yeah. anyone, really. I had friends, but, like, even my friends were as quiet as me. Yes, most of your friends were very quiet. But we were in, like, the same... I remember in grade nine, we were in, like, the same row. Oh, yeah, we yeah. were. It was, like, me, someone else, yeah. someone else, you. Yeah, I'd say we were, like, acquaintances. Like, yeah. we'd maybe, like, speak every once in a while. Yeah. But it wasn't until, yeah, I think, like, end of grade 11, grade 12. Photography. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We had the same photography class. Our teacher yeah. was crazy. I did a story time on our teacher. She used to yell at me all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah, she did. Oh, my I don't God. know why she was yelling at you. Only though. me. And I'm, I'm a quiet person. But, like, one time she accused me of stealing the class's mark sheet. Do you remember that? I probably skipped. <laughs> you probably, yeah, yeah. I did skip a lot. So <laughs> no, she like. I remember you telling me about this. So like a, a week after or something like that, yeah. or a couple days after. Yeah. Or like one of our friends saying, "Yeah, apparently Jess is being accused of stealing the mark sheet." I was like, "But she doesn't talk." And like, <laughs> like what would what would that benefit me? Yeah. It's like, oh, I know that like you got like an eighty and someone else got whatever. Why do I care? Yeah, it's so out of characteristic for you to do that, anyways. I know. The quiet girl in the class is stealing the mark sheet. Like, she talks to two people, really. And even then, she's saying, like, six words, maybe in a whole class. I know. And what was the other thing? We had to, like, take photos of, I don't know what it was, but I went to my cousin's, I think it was, was it her baptism or her, what's it called when babies get a dedication? I mean, you're not you're not religious, so you probably wouldn't even know. I but it's like religious. where babies get the water on their forehead. That's a baptism. No, because I got baptized when I was 12, but I had something as a baby. Is it a dedication? I don't remember. Communion? Uh, no. No, because communion is when you're too. older. Yeah. Anyway, I went to my cousin's thing and I was taking pictures of this baby who was getting like whatever it was. And but she told me that it wasn't my cousin. She's like, these aren't pictures of your cousin. And I'm like, yes, they are. Where do you think I got them from? Yeah. And she's like, I don't believe you. I don't know when these were taken. I don't know. And so my mom had to like write her a note and be like, this is our literal family. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not. Who do you think these are from? Yeah. I'm going to plagiarize some baby in a church. That is strange. It was so weird. I did not like that class. Honestly, I didn't like the program just in general. Yeah. The teachers were extremely rough. There was only one or two that I actually did like. They didn't know how to teach. They were so strict they for were, no reason. They were strict. Like, Glee did not set us up properly, telling us, like, oh, you're going to an arts high school. <laughs> Glee. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> it was not fun to do this work. Yeah. And that's why I had to drop out by grade 12, because I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, the, these teachers are absolutely rude. I didn't know that in grade 12 you were allowed to step down from the art program. So second semester you could. Maybe I would have done that. So I dropped out the second semester of grade 12. Oh, so you lasted pretty long. I lasted all four years yeah. technically. I just didn't make it to the last semester but I was also trying to, 
I was in sciences, though. Because oh, okay. I, and I was trying to better my grades to get into university and stuff right. like that, too. And I wanted a spare. So <laughs> Right. We love spares. Yeah. Remember we had that art teacher who, like, and it was supposed to be, like, super creative and abstract. Didn't she eat a pear or something? And then she was she spit it out or, like, threw it up. Oh, yeah. And we were That's... all sitting there, like, are you really throwing up this fruit right now for art yeah. class? Yeah, that was um, grade 10. Yeah, and she yeah. acted like it was this whole, like, amazing story that she was doing, but she was just chewing on a fruit, and then she was spitting it out. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, were like, why? I'm all for the art world. Love it. I get it. Raised in it. But, like, there's some stuff that just pushes a boundary. I'm like, that's not art. That is just vomit. Like, I'm Literally. So... I hope no one in the class was, what is it, emetophobic? Emetophobia? I think What's that's, like, that? fear of throwing up. Of, oh, like, yeah. watching someone throw but up. But even then, that's kind of, like germy too yeah like i have a pretty high tolerance when it comes to vomit and germs and stuff like that but like i don't want to be around somebody that's just like doing this for show like, and what is that teaching us yeah <laughs> it's, uh, you can't chew what your, was the point you can't digest your food okay fine yeah like no it's crazy gr- it's gross we have so many stories from that high school yeah. but yeah we became close in grade 12 we went to parties together mm-hmm. that was i think how we got the closest parties yeah, yeah. which sounds awful no. But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I would say I was that's how I end up getting close with most of my friends was through parties. You kinda just yeah, you're young. meet them and kinda go from there. Yeah, it was it was super fun. So we like partied for like a good four or five years. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. I have so many photos on Facebook. I showed some last time with Elena, but like yeah. we were wild. We were wild. I know. I don't know if my parents know yet. I'm sure they do. But we replaced some of their bottles with water. Oh, 100%. Same with my parents. They know that. <laughs> my dad was like, are you going to buy us new alcohol? And I was like, no, you signed up for this. I'm sorry. You had children. My dad would literally, like, we had, like, an alcohol cabinet. And he would lock it. And I always knew where he put the key. Always. Oh. I don't know if he knows this yet, but he would always put it underneath the cutlery. Like, you know how there's, like, the cutlery, like, yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always a... find it. And it was the first place I looked. And I was like, wow, Dad, you really tried hard. Such a bad spot. <laughs> so like, every time I would be able to just open it, I would close it yeah. again and, like, fill it with water. And he just didn't. Or he did know yeah. and he just didn't want to bother me with it. So my parents had, like, the cabinets like this. Yeah. And there was two handles that were side by side. And they had, mo- and it was, like, around up to here on me and, like, shelves. Yeah. But they would put, like, a bicycle, like, ch- a chain on it. Oh, my but gosh. I, we had no idea where the key was, which is fine. <laughs> Keep your kids away from alcohol. It, yeah. But the stupid part about this was you could pull out the two handles with the chain wrapped around it and stick your hand all the way up the <gasps> cabinet and pull bottles down. So you were doing that? We were pulling bottles down. Then we would mark it before we drink it to, like, where the line was. Yeah. Erase the line after we filled it with water. And because my arms were skinny enough, I could push them all the way back up to the very top and put them in the exact spot. Oh my and it, at this point, you had to, like, also remember, because we didn't have, like, really good cameras back then. You had to remember how they were faced. Like, you had to do, like, a visual analysis of it. Oh, my god! So we were just there, like kind of like putting it in the position where like we think it was this because my yeah. parents were very strict when it came to really alcohol. that surprises yeah. me because you had so many house parties that it just seemed yeah. like they were all cool with it they were cool with it once i was like 18 okay. i would say um, but not they, when you were like 15 n- no no they were not <laughs> which cool. is understandable they were still trying to enforce that like you can't yeah. steal alcohol from us and i was like well you're not making it hard to do that right it is if, morally wrong yeah even if they're okay with you drinking like yeah. stealing's never okay yeah but we didn't care 
No. I can understand why my parents did it, yeah. and I do the same for my children. Yeah. I just do it better. That's well, exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. Or we're just pros. I wouldn't consider and myself a pro, honestly. That I was, was a pro. I, I was climbing up. The ones, I, it was on top of the fridge. I had to go up oh, no. to open the thing. I just got I was a monkey. I wouldn't say I was a pro. I would say that <laughs> it wasn't hard to break into my parents' stash. Okay. Yeah. I hope they don't watch this. But my, they know now. My parents know. Yeah. I'm almost 30. I think our parents always knew. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They always knew. They're smarter than we think. Oh, yeah. They 100% know. <laughs> like, we've had conversations about it, too. Yeah. Like, like this, we're 30. Like, yeah. Well, you're not 30 yet. You're, well, you're not you 30. You just turned 29. You aren't 30 yet either. So what are you talking I have, like, two more weeks. That's your fault. <laughs> That's my fault for being born so early. <laughs> it's my parents' is. fault. They got freaky in the summertime. Mm. <laughs> Mine got freaky right around your birthday. <gasps> Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. Think yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, while you were just coming out, I was just being conceived. Yeah, every Valentine's Day, you can rethink that. I know. Every so time enjoy you're... being 29, yeah, Valentine's every... Day, born man. Born. That doesn't make any no, sense. Conception no. man. Conception man. <laughs> just every time we celebrate your birthday, I'm like, I've been conceived Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> we should celebrate that. Yeah. Forget about me being 30. Friends... Then we um, did a couple of videos together. Actually, more than a couple. We did a handful of videos yeah. for the Decade Candy. Yes. Which is where most people know you from. We were doing like 1910s candy, 1920s, yeah. 1930s. And like 90% of the time it was disgusting. Oh, they were so gross. But that's why and it was funny. they were funny. also like expired. Yeah. Because how do you get candy from that era? I don't know. They were Some is being reproduced, but I yeah. feel like some were definitely. They were like, some of them were hella expired, though. A hundred percent. I did not feel well after. We had like videos. a barf bag on yeah. hand. Yeah. It was fun, though. It was fun to do. Would I do it now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't care to. Damn, because I just got this whole box just, of candy oh, to do right now. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Just what I wanted. The grossest candy of them all. And then in 2016, I somehow convinced you to go on tour with me. It was two weeks of just me, my family, us in a tiny little bus, mm -hmm. in a tiny little hotel room. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh, memories. <laughs> yes, trauma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trauma. Honestly, though, a little bit. That was a lot. For different reasons. I know, like, you, it was. it's probably hard to be with a family consistently for 14 days. Yeah. For me, my ex was being an absolute asshole yes. which we don't have to really get into but you were kind of our mediator and i'm not a very good mediator but you were is. good you were good because which is surprising because i have a short fuse so <laughs> you do <laughs> you definitely do and i'm a bit too blunt yeah i point. think you and my mom got in a couple tiffs she acknowledges and you acknowledge and yeah. everything's fine now yeah she she's still like my second mom yeah so she loves fun. you yeah and i think she loves you because you're a firecracker yeah but yeah my ex on that trip whoo we got into so many fights and matt would be like okay both you guys in the hallway now yeah. And you would, like, just talk us through it and try and work it out. It didn't work out in the end. But at the I'm... time, it made us stable enough for the tour. <laughs> yeah, no. Y'all were both pissing me off. And I was like, we can't be here fighting. I know. It was, it was toxic. Because the minute that, especially on the tour, that if two people started fighting, it just snowballed. And it was going to continue to snowball. And then it would ruin the mood of I the know. day because you're stuck in this little ass van am i allowed to swear on yes this? you okay. can <laughs> this little ass van and you have to sit beside them and it's just like your whole mood's thrown off from there yeah and then like you guys were arguing and like your parents 
would see it too. And then if the ex-boyfriend, he'd get siloed out at points. And I didn't want that happening because I know what it's like to be the outcast of that. And it's nothing against your family, but there always will be in your court, not the other person's. That's yeah. the thing. You're very inclusive, and I think that's why you were good at being a mediator, because you listen to both sides, you try and make things right, and I, that's good. Yeah. Because if you were just all on my side, which I know secretly you were. I, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like... Um, I think it just, yeah, it helps everyone feel comfortable. But, like, 14 days is longer than you think, but it was a really good... A yeah. really good time. Like, I enjoyed all of it. Like, we had good conversations on stage. Yeah. We have good memories. I got, like, photos of you, like, dropping bananas on the ground. Do you remember that? No. You would, like, peel bananas and they would fall on the ground. And I'd have, like, videos of you laughing because there's a banana unpeeled on the floor. No. You don't I remember don't these remember things? not that at all. <laughs> not at all. But you shared a room with my grandfather oh. who snored so loud oh my gosh and so i think the final straw we were in ottawa i think on our very last uh venue and you got your own room yeah you were just like i don't even care yeah no i'm not a (laughs) like i'm an insomniac as it is yeah and i fully admit that and i'm a very light sleeper yeah for your grandfather it was just way too much i'm like i've seen you for like 12 days now i'm getting tired of seeing hearing you snore and i had a share bed with your (laughs) ex-boyfriend And he's listening to, like, death metal. And I'm yeah. like, I can't sleep. It like, was a lot. Even putting earbuds in for me, I could not sleep. It just was not a good time. And then I remember I messaged your dad being like, hey, by the way, I, bought, I got my own room. And I'll stay in there for the next couple of nights. Woke up in the morning. He's like, I think Matt left. And then, like, <laughs> you, like, called me. I was like, no. I literally told your dad. I, I thought you, like, ditched the tour. And I'm like, he has one more night. Yeah. He has one more show. He, yeah. could just, he couldn't make it that long. But, yeah, you were there. Yeah, I don't have the ability to be a flake. And yeah. it was, like, getting very close to, like, I need my own time by myself. And to sit there in a room and just, like, watch whatever's on television at this point. Yeah. I don't want to be around a bunch of people. I don't want to be listening to snoring. Like, I think I paid, like, something like $700 for the three nights for those rooms. Yeah, because it was a nice yeah. hotel. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were there because it was good in the end. The shows were fun. And you had fun at the shows. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it again in um, the States? I would think about it. On the coast? Not in the winter. No. 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 I would think about it because it all depends on my job right now. Right, right. Everything that I'm doing. I wouldn't necessarily say yes right away. Yeah. Like, you know me. Even for me to be in, like, on the podcast with you, I'm not a big person to be in online your, online in your face like yeah yeah no i get that i like my privacy and an- anonymity is that what it is i don't know like being anonymous a bit more i don't know <laughs> i don't like to have a big social media presence just in general yeah no i know that about you for sure and i don't like to encroach on your work but i think that's why you and i are close friends and why i asked you is because you're not all about the the yeah. fame and like the growth of yeah. social media you've never been like that so no. i never have to worry that that's why you're doing things yeah you know i almost feel like it'd just be more fun for us to just travel for fun yeah because you enjoy that i don't do it very often and i would like to like we're talking about going to estonia yeah they have a song and dance festival called la lupidu and it's going to be in 2025 next year yeah so we're gonna go do that and i'm so excited about that Mm because that's where my family's from and like i also want to go to scotland yeah that's like my goal castle hopping we're gonna do it 
I would love to do castle hopping. Yeah, yeah. so I have some like bucket list places I want to go to, and I know you're always down to travel. Yeah. Last thing about us is that we both like books. Yes. Which is great because like none of my friends like books. Like my sister does, which is good, but like no one else. And it's funny books. because we didn't realize that both of us like books no. until last year, which is hilarious because we've known each other for like 14 years. I know. Yeah. And one day I'm like, oh, you read? Yeah. You <laughs> no want... offense. And I was like, wait, you have a good read? I was like, yeah. you have time to read? You're like, that's all I do is Yeah. Read. I get off work and literally from like 6 p.m. to 12, I'm yeah. reading. That's why I yeah. read so much. Yeah. Because I don't do anything else. Yeah. But it's funny because... 95% of the time, our styles and books do not line up. No. Yeah. I think the only thing that lines up is historical fiction. Yes. You and I both like that. But everything yeah. else, like, you don't like, like, fantasy. I read no. about fairies and yeah. dragons, and that's not really Yeah, thing. no, I'm more, like, dystopians yeah. and, like, character-driven books. Mm -hmm. I don't care for fantasy like that. That's like fair. You're big into, like, the fairies and Lord of the Rings and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And honestly, I could g give two shits about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't intrigue me at all. That's fair. I guess my style of books is more dry, So you like boring. realistic, like, fiction, like, based on real events a lot of the time? I would say that's definitely one of them. Yeah. But when you hit, like, the dystopian apocalyptic, it's yeah. not... I like destruction. Okay. <laughs> Good. But... That's healthy. Yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> like, I read a lot of of the like world war ii stuff too yeah but it's like based on true stories but it's still yeah. fiction historical fiction yeah so it, uh, that kind of ties into destruction because somebody's getting like their life ruined somehow right and you're like right on let's keep reading yeah. this five stars yeah yeah pretty yeah. much okay i did give you a sci-fi recently that you yes. liked it's called dark matter yes we both gave it five stars yes but goodreads doesn't give you between four and five so no. you would have done like a 4.5. Yes. Because it wasn't perfect. I did not like the ending of it. Okay. The ending was stupid. Okay. That's just my thought. I know you love the book. I love all parts of it. I think it was a really good book. The ending though, and I won't give spoilers away. Yeah. It was like, why is that the ending? Like you could have done better. Yeah. There. I feel that way with many books. Endings really make it or break it. Yeah. So I get yeah. that. I think why I like the book so much is because that was more of a plot driven book. Yeah. I mean, more character-driven book. Yeah. Like, the plot was there, but you could tell the depth of the character from mm -hmm. there, so. But, like, even my favorite book, you, you would think is boring anyway. What's your favorite book? Catcher in the Rye. Oh. That's, like, a school book. It's the best book. I haven't read it, though, so I can't say anything, but. A lot of people who I've recommended it to hate it, so. The only one that I know that's, like, likes it and it's in their favorites is my mom. Is that historical fiction? No. It's just, oh. it's just fiction. Like, the main character, Holden. He lives in New York City and he's kind of like all moody and he's hitting the town and like he's like depressive and like hating his life. And like he's just like talking about like how New York City isn't as great as it seems like. And it's a really good book, but I honestly don't think he would like it. I've definitely heard of it. I know it's won like awards and stuff, so yeah. I know it's probably good. Okay, we're going to get into trending topics. This week, they're very weird. I mean, I feel like they're always weird topics. The first one is... The theory of poop soulmates. Okay. What okay. Is this? So when you poop, this is very TMI, by the way. I don't care. I have no boundaries. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> when you poop, sometimes there's nothing there when you wipe. Isn't it called like a ghost wipe? Yeah. Nothing's there, right? Yes. But sometimes when you go to the bathroom, you're it's like never ending. You're like, when will this end? Why am I a paintbrush? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it won't stop. TMI, like I said. Yeah. So the theory is that everyone has a poop soulmate. So when you poop and you're wiping forever, it means you're wiping for your poop soulmate and they wipe and there's nothing there and vice versa. So when you're wiping forever, your poop soulmate has a ghost wipe. So you want to know what's interesting about this when you sent me the script? <laughs> what? I was actually on the toilet while I was reading this. 
<laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so I had like my phone propped up when I'm on the toilet and I'm like reading stuff or like watching whatever I am. Yeah. And I'm like reading it and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I feel like it's just, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, it's too far-fetched. It is far-fetched. I mean, it, it can't be real, but I like to think it's real. Like I like to think like when I have a ghost wipe, someone's worked their ass off no pun intended for me to get to that point and i'm like thank you whoever you are out there maybe you and i are poop soulmates have you had a poop good poop lately like four times a day yeah so maybe i'm wiping for you because <laughs> lately you don't go often no. <laughs> you are not wiping i have for... ibs so... yeah. but i don't go often either. you go like once a week i you, do you do not go often enough for <laughs> us to be poop soulmates. this is super tmi now yeah. i want all my subscribers to know how often i poo yeah <laughs> No, um, I don't feel like it's a thing. And also, I don't want to picture somebody else wiping their ass while I'm doing the same thing. Right. It's just... But think about how many people are on the toilet around the world at the same time as you. I don't want to Millions. think about that, Millions. But, but then you're not alone. You're not having a lonely poop. But I don't want a lonely poop. Okay. You know how they have this thing where it's like, oh, guys spend so much time in the washroom, stuff like that. Yeah, what are you doing in there? Catching up on myself. I'm not having people talk to me. That's your independent time? That's my independent time. Like, that's my safe place. It's your safe place? <laughs> I don't want to, like, the minute I come out of that washroom, there's going to be six things I need to do. Okay. And, like, my husband's gonna want something or like if i had children i'm preparing myself for children if we have children they're gonna want something and you're like, gonna want to go hide in the bathroom yeah like leave uh, honestly, me alone till i'm out yeah 100 percent. when i'm at work i hide in the washroom and i sit there by myself and just recollect myself for like 15 okay. minutes that's fair i don't, don't want to be talking to people and i don't want to be thinking about i want oh i want to be lonely <laughs> You want a lonely poop. I want a lonely poop. I don't okay, want a fair. soulmate. That's that's just wrong. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. Next, we have the ketchup challenge. This is a weird one. Okay. The theory is that if your partner was sitting beside you and you took a bottle of ketchup, tipped it upside down and squeezed it and poured it all over the counter, would your significant other clean it for you? Or would they be like, what the hell are you doing? He would not clean it. He wouldn't clean it? Not at all. He would look at you and be like, get a napkin and... He'd look at me, kiss his teeth, and walk away. I asked Ty, and he was like, I wouldn't clean that for you. Yeah, no. You made the mess. Yeah. You're going to clean it. Oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. He'll beep it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And, like, the whole theory is that, like, if they really love you, they'll clean it for you. Who's coming up with these things? Okay, those are just single people who haven't been in long-term <laughs> relationships. I'm sorry. Yeah, Like, I know. if that's offensive to anybody... I don't care enough at this point. That is disrespectful t to think that your partner will clean up after your mess. Maybe the first date, if I was like, whoops, then maybe he would do it. But he'd also be like, he'd be looking at me like this as he was cleaning it. I, if, <laughs> if, if that was my first date with anybody it's and like, they did that, you? I'd be like, there's something wrong with you. And if you expect me to clean that up, you got the wrong guy. I'm yeah, sorry. That is true. your mess, your problem. Totally. Like, there's a difference. Like, if you forgot to put the lid for the blender on the wrong way. Yeah. Like, accidents. Accidents. If it's an on-purpose thing and you're testing me, no. Where, like, you have no trust in your partner. Like, straight face, just squeezing the bottle, just looking at him. He'd be like, are you okay? I'd literally, if they did that, I'd, then I'd grab the bottle and flip it around and squeeze it in their face. <laughs> like, that is... Or just flick it out of their yeah. hands and catch up everywhere. Yeah, oh my god, that is just ridiculous. Like, that people think that this is how relationships yeah, work. That is disrespectful, just in general. Who's coming up with this stuff? Yeah. There is such thing right now as Burt's Bees Ranch Flavored, or Scented, I'm not sure, Lip Balm. That's 
hilarious because we did like a Christmas exchange and one of the gifts were was that was not that but it was like a, a lip chap okay but it was dorito flavored ew it was like it had the nastiest smell cheese smelled like sewage it, like, it was so bad Moldy because cheese. it was like one of those like white elephants that you get to like oh. like Chris kringle you kind of choose a gift and like swap it aren't they supposed to be good gifts no we do only bad gifts oh, okay i love that though somebody ended up with like six cartons of eggs but somebody actually, useful useful breakfast we, somebody actually wanted it though because she was doing like christmas baking omelets so she's like great i don't have to buy six cartons of eggs yeah, yeah. so somebody got this doritos one smelled so bad so the girl goes and puts on her lips she's like this is like the the weirdest texture too Ew. on my lips you could smell her from like a mile away we're like can you like we're like go wash your lips you smell gross you look stupid with this <laughs> you <omelet."> look stupid <laughs> like it was so gross was it orange on her lips too it was orange <gasps> it looked like she had cheese dust on her lips no. That's awful. Yeah. Well, with this, so it's a collab with Hidden Valley Ranch. And I actually love that ranch. But, like, why are you collabing with, like, lip balms? The flavors, so it's a four-pack, crunchy celery, fresh carrot, buffalo sauce, and, like, the regular ranch. And it's $11.99, and they sold out, and now they have a waiting list that you can go on if you want to eventually get one. Can I see these flavors again? I'm yes. sorry. I think I, like, blocked out while you it's said like it. like celery, carrots. That sounds awful. Like, you're going to... What in buffalo sauce, like... Burn? Burn your lips a bit? Probably. No. I don't know how realistic they're going, but it sounds disgusting. But, but I do like ranch. But why would you want that on your lips, though? Maybe you're about to eat, like, wings. And maybe if, like, you know, there's ranch, you don't have to dip anything. You just kind of... You should go get some and tell me how it is. <laughs> no. Just so I can see how stupid you look with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on the waiting list right away. Yeah. There is a Wizards of Waverly Place reboot. Perfect. Did you not like the show? No, no. Perfect. Like, I oh, love so you're the... serious. I'm serious. Perfect. Like, love it. No, I will actually watch it. Yes. Like, 100%. Most of the cast is coming back, like Selena Gomez, like all yeah. the people that we used to love. Yeah. Like, this show ended, what, 10 years ago now or something? Yeah. Or probably more than that. Yeah. I love that show. You know what was funny? That a lot of people for Wizards of Waverly Place didn't know that it was like the last season when Max becomes a little girl. People thought that Max, like, that was the same actor. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, it's clearly like a 17-year-old boy yeah. went to like a 12-year-old girl. They thought they that, that those two actors, actresses, were the same. Oh, my gosh. I barely remember that. Yeah. Like, I only faintly remember that. Yeah. And people are just, like, surprised that oh. that was a thing. I'm all for the reboot. Like, yeah, 100%. It would be so great. But also, the one thing that I do find a bit weird, though. Not weird, but Zeke. He was Justin's best friend. Okay, yep, yep. He has, like, a very risque Instagram. Wait, didn't he go to jail? Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe but, I'm thinking of someone else. He has, Don't like, quote me. Here, I'll pull up Instagram, but he has, like, a very risque Instagram and stuff like that. Is he in the reboot? Maybe he's not in the reboot. I don't know, but I just wonder, like, look at this Instagram. It's like he has, like, an only and stuff like that oh so i wonder if oh. they will bring him back because he's not like family channel disney appropriate anymore his uh captions for these photos are something about bananas yeah so i won't say it okay i mean he's got the bod he's definitely got the bod but it's very <gasps> i don't really find him very attractive to be honest not my type no but... he's not my type either but like I mean, good for him for looking yeah. good. He was saying, like, he was doing this to start, like, making money and stuff like that. And because, like, Disney kind of effed him over and stuff like that. Did you say he has an only... Yeah, he has an only... 
from my understanding. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's coming back for sure, but I know it's a lot of the regular main cast. And I yeah. wonder if they're going to make it like for adults, like cater it to the people who grew up. That'd be interesting if they did that. I'd prefer that. Yeah. You know, because be... we're not kids anymore. Yeah. We're 30. But do you think the reboot's really going to be that good? Because look at some of the other reboots they've done. Like oh, they... Zoe 101? I, did... oh, I, I didn't, didn't watch, watch that. that. No, but they've done Zoe 101. Raven's House or something right. like that. Full House. They were going to do Lizzie McGuire, but that fell through. Which I'm kind of glad that it fell through because I don't think... Lizzie McGuire is fun, but I think, like, not everything needs a reboot. Right. Everything has a reboot now, and half the time the reboots are not as good. I, yeah. I can't think of a reboot that was... I don't even think they need to do a Wizards of Waverly Place reboot, but I'll watch it. But I, I don't think it was necessary. No, I, it was not necessary. It is random. Yeah, like, I watched the Full House one. The Fuller House one. Yeah. And that was good the first season, but they went on like six seasons and that it was just kind of like, why? Yeah. They even did a Gilmore Girls one, which I watched. That one was good. Though. That was so good. But I love Gilmore Girls. Like nothing yeah. can go wrong. Like make more. Yeah. yeah. I will always but watch But I them. think it was good though how they left it because they weren't going. Oh, we can't spoil it. Yes, we can't spoil it. Are but we thinking of the same thing? Gilmore Girls, a, day, a year in life. Yeah. Yeah, they only did the four seasons. The like the four episodes. Episodes, yeah. yeah. But I think it's good that they just left it the four episodes because yeah. it kind of left it a bit anonymous. Yeah. And it at least answered some questions of where she is now. Were you a, a Rory lover or a Lorelai lover? Think I, fast. No, How do you not come up with it no, quickly? No, 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 no. Okay, so you gotta be one. I'm a Lorelai. I'm a Lorelai too. I think Rory is annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> But, uh, I, but I, I, I liked her. I liked her more in the beginning season. Me too. When than... she was going to university and stuff, she was driving me nuts. Yeah, but like unpopular opinion, like I'm team hunt, uh, team Logan. That's the blonde guy. I'm team Huntsberger. Yeah. Okay, I like him. I did not like Dean. I uh, know. Just like he's whatever. I like, like Jess. Yeah, of course you did. I do. Uh, but, but Dean, no, no, no. I am team Logan, one hundred percent. And I know that a lot of people don't like that, but like. No, I like Logan, but he's also the cutest. Yeah. I like him. I don't know, though, but, like, the Jess actor, he's pretty cute now, too. He is, yeah. Yeah, have you seen him in This Is Us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, Mandy's, like, biggest crush, celebrity crush. Yeah, yeah. Milo's... Milo's... Yeah. Yes, him. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the imagination spectrum. So it is said that if you think about um, a picture in your head or if you're reading a book and you're imagining or watching... Well, it wouldn't be watching a movie, but you either see things clearly, very detailed, or it's a blurry silhouette or you don't see anything at all in your mind so picture a red apple Mm -hmm. how crisp or clearly do you see it in your head pretty clearly okay that's good because a lot of people it's kind of 50 50 sometimes when people read they don't see anything but for me it's like a movie playing out in my head so with that okay i see it pretty clearly like on this topic there was something that i didn't know that okay some people don't have like internal monologues oh like as they go through the day they're not thinking like they think the thinking isn't like you have your narrator and your voice as you're thinking it's like a they're just feeling and that's what makes them think oh yeah i have so, words so i have words and then when i like sometimes when i talk i see the words or okay. i see what i'm talking about and i guess that kind of draws into here like i see it pretty clearly oh i see what i'm thinking about so like when i was picturing you guys coming today for the podcast i would like envision you arriving like as yeah. i'm thinking about it but i don't see the words that I'm so thinking. when like i talk to you i see the words in my head oh okay that's interesting yeah i've never heard of that yeah but you see pictures clearly yeah 
because yeah. we'll put a picture on the screen of like the spectrum and then you guys can comment like which one you are. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the spectrum online, mm -hmm. but it, it kind of goes from nothing to like faded apple to like clear full apple. I don't know the it's spectrum. It's one to five. I would probably be closer to four or five. Yeah, I'm a four, um, I would say. Like I don't see, it's so weird saying C because you're not seeing it. Well, it's like your inner scene. Yeah, isn't that weird? You can almost envision like a black envision, space with a red a apple. Envision, that's a good word. Is it like black for you and then you see a red apple? Yeah. I would say that like that's, that, <laughs> so that's so weird. That's kind of what it is. Like think of an elephant. Yeah. Are you are you picturing it in Africa or are you picturing it like in a black room? I'm picturing it kind of like in a black room. Yeah, me silhouette. too. But that's only like certain keywords. So if you were to describe describe a scene, I see the full scene. Yeah, an elephant beside a waterfall, yeah. drinking out of the clean yeah. water. Like you can envision that. But that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the words. So like when I speak or I hear other people speak, I like see the words sometimes. That's interesting. Do you see auras or no? I don't see auras, no. But like if I relax my eyes, I hypothetically could. But it's not going to be like I'm seeing like these grand auras. It's just like you kind of just see like an extended outline of somebody. Well, right now you're purple because the room is purple. Yeah. But if I was a color, what color do you think I would be? Like a mauve. A mauve? Isn't yeah. that kind of reddish? That's like a deep yeah, red, I thought it was it? like a Purplish purple. Purplish red? I th a purple <clears throat> because you're not like a very boisterous person. Yeah. Despite you having a YouTube career and being an influencer. <laughs> but you're not a very boisterous person, but you're very subdued. I, I see your personality of like a mauve color. I think you would be like a, a deeper blue, like a navy-ish royal blue. Goes with my skin tone. Yes, I'll take it. It actually would, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is a story about a husband who accidentally ordered 200 chicken nuggets. And so they arrived at his house and he took a picture. We'll put it on the screen. And he had literally 200 chicken nuggets in all of these boxes on his table. And this is a quote from his wife. My husband used DoorDash and hit the times 20 on the 10 piece nuggets. I think that's the best scenario. I mean, yeah, like who wouldn't want 200 chicken nuggets? I love chicken yeah. nuggets. I think that's like fantastic, like good for him. I think it was an accident, good but like for, enjoy your lunch, dude. Like you got lunch for six days. 100%. And he had kids. So like give them all out. Be like Oprah, like, yeah, like nugget for you, nugget for you. Yeah, and like the rest, <laughs> if you don't want to keep them for a couple of days, bring them to like a food bank or something and just exactly. give them away. But like <clears throat> my fat booty would be eating all those chicken nuggets. Oh, me nugget. too. Like, my voice is going. Have a beer. Have six chicken nuggets. <laughs> Have a vodka soda. Another <laughs> six chicken nuggets. <laughs> you can live off those. Oh, 100%. I think <clears throat> you want to know what? I call fake on that. He didn't by accident do that. He it was did on that on purpose. purpose. 100%. 100% he did that on purpose. Yeah. Just come out with it, dude. Yeah. You wanted those chicken nuggets. Who wouldn't want 200 chicken nuggets? I know. Maybe not vegetarians, but. <laughs> That's true. A lot of people wouldn't. <laughs> They're not living life anymore. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our main segment, which is mostly about travel because Matt, he's been everywhere. I've been telling you to get one of those like big maps where you put the little things oh, on the, the wall. Oh, like the pins or the scratch maps because or whatever Because your map would be like full. Yeah. There's actually, you can do one like online. Yeah, You're but you need to see it in person. I do have a big map on the wall. I just don't have any pins in it. But get a corkboard one. That's, I was looking at that. Because then you keep them forever. Well, when we went to Blue oh, Mountain, Blue Mountain yeah. remember the corkboard one that I saw? Yeah. And They're I, expensive, but like once you have it, it's kind of like nice to just like yeah. have all the things on there. Yeah. So yeah, you travel a lot. I don't travel a lot, but I've been to a lot of places. And so I feel like when you go places, you're going to have good experiences and then you're also going to have some not good experiences, sometimes mm -hmm. dangerous, sometimes scary. 
And I definitely have a couple stories of scary experiences that happened when I was in Paris and when I was in Cuba. Yeah. And I think you've thought of one as well. This one I did a story time about a while ago. My family and I were in Paris and my sister was almost kidnapped. It was terrifying. We had been waiting in line to see the catacombs and it was almost closing time. And the staff kept telling us like, just wait, you might be able to get in, but we can't guarantee it. Mm -hmm. We were waiting. I'm kind of glad we didn't end up going because I don't know if you've been to the catacombs, but I've seen videos. I've heard all kinds of stories. And like, yeah, you're with a tour guide, but also like it's it's scary. It's underground tunnels and there's bones everywhere. Yeah. There's like thousands of dead people. Yeah. Anyway, we were waiting in line and it closed down. We weren't able to go and see it. So we decided to go, I don't know, to dinner or something. We were walking somewhere. And in Paris, a lot of people there are trying to sell you stuff constantly. They can Mm -hmm. tell when you're a tourist. You know, you look like a tourist, you got your cameras out, you're all dressed the same. Like we were um, with my grandparents and they always wore like the same outfits to like, in case they lost each other. (laughs) They could be like, oh, like they're over there. Nanny and Poppy are so cute. Yeah, so they always wore like (laughs) the same striped shirt and the same pants and like the same like bucket hat. They're so cute, but we look like tourists. When you got to Paris, did you guys get the bracelets? Did somebody give you them? Bracelets. So you know how when you go away places and somebody might give you like a bracelet, like, oh, it's free or whatever. No. Locals or whatever give you bracelets. Don't take them? Don't take them. It marks you as a tourist. (gasps) Really? Yes. And then they know to target you. And then yeah so then they would know to target you i've heard a lot of stories about paris and tourists being targeted in really negative ways yeah it's really in any city like anywhere you maybe not north america as much but any european cities that are like or asian or south american like that's how they mark tourists for and to make it known that you're a tourist and an easy target So we were on this street in Paris near the catacombs and it was very, very busy. It was super crowded and we came to like a stoplight. We were all waiting and there was this man who had a bucket of, I think like water bottles and Cokes and stuff. And I've also heard that you shouldn't just take water bottles because they just refill them with tap water Mm -hmm. and stuff. So like he came over and he's like, it was in French, but he was asking if we wanted any. And we're like, no, thank you. Like we were very polite and stuff. And he kind of got agitated. He was like, are you sure you don't want any? Like take one, like it's only $2. Like he was kind of getting aggressive. And we were like, no, no, thank you. Like we're okay, we have our water. We start to cross the street and my parents are far behind me and Mandy, maybe like, I don't know, 30 seconds walk behind us. We're far ahead just talking and we start passing the guy and he actually grabs onto Mandy's arm and starts running with her. Oh, wow. And we're in a crowded space. At this point, she was probably 18. Yeah. I think I was like 20 or 21. Yeah. I immediately grab her. Like, I almost miss grabbing her. I pull her back. I take the guy's arm. I throw it off of her. And I start screaming right away because I want people to notice. And so my dad hears me scream. He runs over, picks the guy up, throws him across the street like the guy was airborne wow okay his water went everywhere the coke went everywhere everyone's looking at us now yeah and like the guy just kind of got up and ran away because like obviously he was in the wrong like you don't grab a girl and get away with her you shouldn't be touching anyone in general haven't we watched the movie hostage enough times yeah like mandy could have become that and people get stolen all the time for yeah you know, bad circumstances. Um, So I'm just glad I was able to grab her because the crowd was so thick that like if he ran off with her, I don't know if we would have been able to get her. And you have no lung capacity. No, I can't run for shit. (laughs) So like, thank goodness my arms were strong, probably from all the freaking swimming we did back when we were lifeguards. But yeah, 
terrifying. You know, we had some good experiences in Paris, but we also had some scary times, and that yeah. was one of them. So oh. be careful. Um, always hold hands. Always be close to someone that you know, and yeah, stay away from people trying to sell you stuff constantly. Well, and that's the thing too. It's if you do choose to go traveling, and women are usually targeted more, and sometimes, and it's totally fine for women to solo travel but you need to be aware of the risks of when you're doing it like yeah i'm a big advocate for go solo traveling experience whatever you want to but do it safely yeah and if you're gonna be in a weird situation something like this is gonna happen you gotta make sure that you are loud you have enough self-defense skills stuff like that because i don't recommend solo traveling if you're not comfortable being by yourself and you don't have those little bit of skills that can help get you out. Yeah. Like in this scenario, Mandy had you and the family there, but if she was by herself and she just kind of didn't know what to do, she could have just been easily the little blonde girl taken away. It was crazy because I guess she was in shock because she didn't make a noise. Yeah. Like he was dragging her off and she was silent. Yeah. I guess it was just like she didn't know what was happening. Yes. But yeah, so scary. And he probably thought that we didn't have our parents with us because yeah. we were so far away that it looked like we were alone. So thank God for my dad mm -hmm. because he tossed the guy. And the thing is, there's other countries where it's way worse and that's in Paris, right? Yeah. So it can happen realistically anywhere. It's just you need to be aware of your surroundings, especially yeah. when you're in a foreign country and you're not speaking the same language. For sure. Yeah. What's your story? Me and my husband, when we first started dating, we went to Brazil. He did like a year in Brazil. He speaks fluent Portuguese. So when we travel, we're aware, of course, we travel yeah. a lot, but we blend in a lot, especially for us too. When we go to like Latin countries, when we usually go out, we were on Copacabana Beach, whatever. That's where we stayed, but we like to go out to gay bars as well. Yeah. And the thing you have to realize with when you go to different countries is not everybody has the same way of thinking. It's everything's different. But we decided whenever we go to somewhere, we like to go to like a gay club if there's one available. So we went to a gay club, which is totally fine. We usually have great times. So me and him are just dancing, having a good time. And some guy like turns around and he comes and like kind of shoves my husband out of the way and like pulls me in close <gasps> and tries to oh my dance gosh. Me, which it wasn't necessarily scary but when you don't speak the language and you don't know what to really do in that scenario and my husband's there as well i don't want to lead people on he's yeah in brazil they're very like sex positive and like very sexually outward okay and in north american culture we're very like reserved so, like, my automatic response was, like, put the arm up and push him like that. Oh, yeah, shit. Because, like, don't touch me. And it's very sudden, it's right? Very so that's sudden. your reaction. Yeah. So that was my big thing was go like this and right. kind of push him out of the way. If I hadn't been to, like, gay clubs before, I wouldn't have known how to basically tell, say no to guys and, like, don't come on to me. Don't approach right. me like that. Like, it was a scary situation, I would say. Like, but it wasn't, like, terrifying, like, being kidnapped. Right. But it was, like, a sudden... It was a sudden, like, jolt. Because if I were going to a club or in Canada or the U.S., you probably wouldn't get grabbed like that. Yeah. As often. But it's a different culture than what I was used to at that point. Yeah. So after so, that happened, did he just, like, walk away? I think... Or was he pissed off? I think when I put up my arm, I actually, like, hit him in the throat a bit. Oh, shoot. And so he, like, kind of tumbled back a bit. And then he left. And then he kind of left. But I can see from both perspectives of, like, I was a bit reactionary where it might have not have been the correct thing for me to do, but because I was looking at it from a very conservative North American lens. But did he touch you? He, like, pulled me in close. Okay, and, like, yeah, I mean... 
I would probably do the same thing as you did. Yeah, but it's again the cultural difference. Right, right. So because in Brazil they're very sexually liberated, and everyone's doing that, and, and like, everybody's doing yeah. it. So we're not even married, so I don't have my ring on, don't have any jewelry. Yeah, maybe no he one. thought you guys were single, and you were all just kind exactly. of dancing, and yeah. Whereas if you if that were to happen, I go to a gay bar in Toronto. Maybe it's a bit of a different type of culture because of the conservatism. Yeah. When it comes to sex, but this one just took me really off guard because I wasn't used to it. Now I don't think I would necessarily like brace my arm up because if some guy touched me like that in Toronto, that'd be the first thing I'd do. Yeah. Now it would be like if I were going out in Brazil, I'd be like, huh, no, and just like. <laughs> no, that is scary though. Yeah. I, I just imagine if like that's happening at a gay club, how would it be if a girl went to a regular club in Brazil? Oh, trust me. Yeah, but not even just in Brazil. I've had my fair share of just guys suddenly appearing and thinking it's okay to just like be on top of you. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. Okay, so my next one happened in Cuba. This would have been, oh gosh, back in 2015, maybe. So I had spent a whole week in Cuba and we had chosen, I didn't realize this, but it was like the farthest resort to get to from the airport. It was like a two hour drive. Mm -hmm. And then we had to go on this tiny road. It was very thin, right over the water. So you couldn't even drive on it if it was like a high water day. Like, was that K.O. Santa Maria? Sounds familiar. I don't know, honestly. Yeah. I don't remember. So like, we had to go on this bus on this tiny little road to like, it almost looked like it was a separate island. It might have been mm -hmm. that they just like attached a road to. I have no idea. So if it was like a rainy day, the buses weren't working. If it was like bad weather, the buses weren't working. Like it was scary because you're kind of just stuck there yeah. anyway we spent the whole entire week there and then we had to go back to the airport and so they had two buses running that morning and so we wanted to catch the first bus but we just weren't on time like mm -hmm. we literally got there 30 seconds after the bus took off and so we were like, oh, great, we have to wait an hour now for yeah. the next one. But we were like, fine, we'll just sit and wait. We find out that that first bus went down on that tiny little road and actually fell over on the side. Yeah. And a bunch of people died. Yeah. And we would have been on that bus. Like, it literally yeah. toppled over into, like, the ocean. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And so thank God I didn't find out. I don't think I found out when I got on the second bus. I think it was later at the airport. I don't mm -hmm. remember. But I just remember thinking like, thank God we didn't go on that first bus. Yeah. But also like I felt bad for all those people yeah. who were ending their vacation trying to go home and like something horrible happened. I know. But now like whenever I'm like booking somewhere in the Caribbean or like somewhere in the islands, like mm -hmm. I don't want to be at a random far, far resort. Yeah. I just don't. But I yeah. was young when I booked it. I didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. I don't know if... That was probably when I was working at the airline. Yeah, I was going to say. It might yeah. have been through your thing. Yeah. Um, It was scary. I can imagine <laughs> that being scary, especially like I've been to Cuba, but not, I know the destination you're talking about. I've never yeah. been to that one. There has been accidents there from what I remember. And people say like it's a very kind of like unpredictable road to say the least it's beautiful yeah like it's a gorgeous you're in place like the middle of an, middle of the ocean yeah really. exactly it's like this resort and it's surrounded by water obviously and like the little road is even beautiful because yeah. it looks like you're driving on the ocean yeah scary still i guess my only other story would be like i think this this must have been like eight years ago now i went to spain um and we were in barcelona me and my friend and then we were heading to the airport to take our flight over to Dublin to spend like a few days there. My friend actually ended up breaking her ankle oh, gosh. while we were there. So I wouldn't say it was, well, for me, it wasn't really scary. It was for them, though. It was for them. <laughs> but it was it was hard to actually manage because we're in a foreign country. We don't really speak the language. and We have to work the healthcare system yeah. and figure out what's wrong with her. 
So I can understand Italian decently well, but and which allows me to understand Spanish. Yeah. But I can't respond back, especially with having a language barrier. I'm not very strong in Italian either. It's just kind of hard to navigate situations like that. So it was a scary situation because she ended up actually having to take a flight all the way back to Toronto. Oh, no. Whereas yeah. I had to delay my flight to bring her to the hospital, but still go to Dublin. Yeah. And so then I spent like two days by myself in Dublin. It was fine, but it was like how to figure out the mechanics of how I was going to do it was difficult, I would say. And it was scary because it was like my first time having to deal with a situation like that. I knew how to do the first aid part. That was fine. But it was just like the rest of it of like, okay, how do I utilize travel insurance? Can I get my money back? How do I get on the next flight? Stuff like that. Because I wasn't going to go straight home with her because it was going to cost me too much money. She would have got protected by travel insurance and I would not have. Yeah, that's like my worst fear, having a medical emergency off on vacation. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's like, what do you do? It's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to mess up all your plans. That's my worst fear. Yeah. So I do have travel anxiety when it comes to that. We're going to end off with some quick, kind of really interesting and shocking travel facts that maybe you guys didn't know of before because i didn't at least i don't know if you heard of any of these before i'm not gonna lie i didn't fully read the script okay (laughs) so so maybe it's good so you'll hear for the first time so the world's longest commercial flight is 30 hours which is insane and it's called double sunrise and it's because you see the sunrise twice which is interesting interesting. that's a super long flight i didn't think planes could go for that long to be honest that's crazy 30 hours on a plane i would die my anxiety could not that would just be long, like, especially if you're in economy. Like, put me in first class, why not? True, maybe like, that would be better. But, like, put me in economy and I'm stuck in a seat like this. <laughs> you're squished. somebody, like, leaning back on me. Like, that just sounds absolutely horrible. It sounds like a nightmare. Like, I've done 15 hours and that's a lot. 30 hours is... Yeah, I think my longest was 11. I think that was to Estonia, but we also had to make... I don't know how it went, but it was long. I think it was 10 hours, maybe. The shortest flight is less than two minutes. And this is operating between the neighboring islands of Westray and Papa Westray in Scotland. Oh, I've heard of that. And the shortest time for this flight has been 50 seconds. That's been the record. I'm sure they're not counting takeoff and landing. It's probably just the flight time in air, I would assume. Because why would you need to go up and down in 50 seconds? It's probably also a very small plane. Well, you can do the takeoff and landing in 50 seconds. Really? Yes, because it depends on the altitude that they're getting to. Oh, true. So, like, if they're not getting a very high altitude and they're just saying having to go across a causeway of water, then it would just be like, kind of you're gliding on the water and then landing. I think the shortest flight I've been on was to PEI. It was a tiny, tiny plane. We recently just went to Minnesota and one of our friends is a pilot. pilot. Yeah. And he took us up on one of those like the little four-seater planes, which was really cool. I got nauseous, not going to lie. Yeah. But it was cool to see because he, like, flew us over, like, Wisconsin and, like, different areas in Minnesota. And that was, like, a 30-minute, like, uh, I think it was, like, an hour flight. But it was cool to see, like, he worked this hard to get his own pilot's license. Yeah. And it was like, you want to go for a flight? And we're like, yeah, of course. Pilots are brave. Yeah. Because you have to trust yourself to operate that. Well, we, there was a, a four-seater plane. We had to trust him. <laughs> That's, That's like, true. You're putting your lives in his hands. Yeah. So he better be a good friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the thing. We were like, uh, do we trust you? And he's like, I have, like, I think he was, like, near 100 hours. We're like, yeah. know the aviation world a bit. Sure. Okay. I'll give you that. (laughs) Gosh, that's terrifying though. Japanese railways hand out certificates for delays of more than five minutes. And this is so that if you get to work or school late, Mm -hmm. your certificate will say, hey, the train was five minutes late, which is amazing because in Toronto, 
the go train won't do that for you like no. if you're late to work you don't get a certificate no they <laughs> imagine won't. that would be amazing that would be great i hear the trains and the rails in japan are like insane though yeah i've heard that too i, I see like they're pushing people just to get in yes. during like peak hours it's like sardined yeah that's my worst nightmare but apparently um trains in japan are said to be the most punctual in the entire world like they are the most punctual that's why they have these certificates because they yeah. pride themselves on leaving and arriving right on time like wow. when they say they will which is great that's cool because i've had really bad experiences with transit especially yeah. like back in college like i'd be late for class and it wasn't my fault well that's good to hear because i'm actually going to japan in july oh really yeah okay that's cool so it's good to hear like the it's gonna be good it's gonna be good the transportation's reliable yeah i'm just there for sushi to be honest <laughs> that's why you're going just <laughs> yeah, for sushi yeah pretty much it's probably amazing yeah but i also heard in bc they have good sushi i wonder why right by the coast oh true yeah if you're by the water i guess yeah. it's good the most expensive airport to city taxi ride costs around 235 dollars one way and this is in the tokyo's narita airport i think that's the one is that where you're going yeah i think that's the one we're flying to expensive especially because like from airport to hotel it's not that far so no. 230 dollars this is i think us yeah i'm not sure oh what that is. is the airport we're flying into <gasps> okay good luck yeah we're gonna have to <laughs> that's like three meals for you guys i know yeah we're gonna have to figure out the train and that's taxi and uber so good luck figure out if there's like a shuttle or something <laughs> i don't know you should We've... have done this podcast before you booked i'm just no, kidding <laughs> no the flights were already expensive to get yeah, there so we're going for the two weeks and like now i know we're not going to be <laughs> spending too much money hopefully save up for just the taxi ride oh pretty much at this point <laughs> okay this one's really interesting in ethiopia the current year is 2017 really so it almost feels like like they're still living in the past or something yeah i think that's so cool it says ethiopia maintains its own calendar and is seven to eight years behind the gregorian calendar which is the one that we follow yeah. the new year also begins on either august 29th or august 30th so not even in january it's like summertime they restart so their year how long is their year then it's more than ours apparently but i don't know that part but i just know it's 2017 there right now which is yeah. really intriguing interesting i didn't know they did their own year but like there is reasoning behind it we'd be here forever if i went through it all but yeah. they do have if you want to look it up they do have some cool yeah. facts about why they do that well it just seems like now that you say it out loud that our calendar of doing the like 364 65 days whatever it is it's like a very colonial aspect like it was yeah. made by europeans and stuff like that so it's, yeah so it's nice to see remnants of something that isn't colonial but then i wonder how that would work with your age i don't know if that makes any sense but like if they have know, longer would... years or sh they would i don't know how I... would that affect you as a person do well, they look at age differently they probably do because if you think about it like we are almost 30 so then they could hypothetically be like looking at same physical appearance of wear and tear on the body but they're only like 22. So like if we want to go back and relive our 20s, we just have to go to Ethiopia. I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't work like that, but like yeah. 2017, how old were we in 2017? Like 23 or 24? 23, yeah, something like that. I, I That's our next I, trip, Matt. I don't know. If, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go relive my 20s. It's especially my early 20s. My body don't I don't think my body can handle no, it. No, no. Pilots and co-pilots do not eat the same meal before a flight as part yeah. of standard convention yep. uh, because if one of them has food poisoning or something was wrong with the food and they're sick, then not everyone's sick, right? Only one. one. You knew that? Yes. I didn't know that. That's so smart because then you always have one at least healthy.
healthy, feeling good person flying the plane. When you get the bigger planes, you need somebody to be able to fly the plane. The big thing is landing and takeoff. If somebody's here yakking in the corner or having like rampant well, exactly. diarrhea. exactly. You need someone you need actively do it. doing it. And that the cabin crew, like the stewardess, the stewards, they can't land the plane. They don't have the experience to no. do it. That's why you have those. Yeah, so you can't share spaghetti. You no. can't share pizza. Can't you got to bring you're, different meals. You're not supposed to even like share water. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, because if they're incapacitated, you got backup. You got backup. Okay, this one's random. Banana is a popular pizza topping in Sweden. Messed up. It would Messed only up. be good, and I don't even like bananas, but I think it would only be good if you're having like a Nutella pizza. Messed up. It's Nutella does not go on pizza. What? That's like beaver tails in Canada. I've never had a beaver tail, but that's messed up. You've never had a beaver tail? No. I it's, love beaver tails. Have you seen those like those chocolate pizzas in the frozen pizzas in the store? Yeah, that's like a beaver tail. No. Delicious. No. Wait, do you like Nutella by itself? I do, but I don't like it in large quantities. Okay, well, that's why you're having this issue right no, now. No, I'm having the issues with the bananas. <laughs> it's like the same controversial. Dessert pizza. Messed up. It's like this Canadian perspective that we have to put pineapples on pizza and it was like born and raised in london that's where the, I, I guess not born and raised invented in london <laughs> ontario wrong i'm sorry it is wrong it is messed up that is some next shit like no i'm not gonna argue with you Listen, pineapple doesn't like, belong no. on pizza neither do bananas agree i'm just trying to find some logical reasoning here that they would do that if they're putting the banana on cheese you need to go to jail Banana on cheese. Oh, I yeah. They're I, literally having like a tomato sauce pizza with cheese and then putting like, bananas on top. But how would that even like cook though? Like, it was all mushy. Yeah. Ew, maybe they put if, them on after. But do you do it with like a red sauce? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be dessert pizza. It, it's it's that's nasty. I'm sorry. There is there is nothing in the world that will make me agree with bananas on a pizza or pineapple on a pizza. No, I agree. I like a good pepperoni, a margarita pizza. Those Ooh. are good. That sounds good. I'm actually really hungry right now. <laughs> I could use a pizza right I now. I could use some pizza. The Eiffel Tower was initially greatly disliked by the Parisian art community upon opening. The iconic tower was labeled as monstrous and ridiculous. I agree. It's a hideous looking building. I agree in the daytime, but at night when it sparkles, it's gorgeous. I get that. But like it, you literally have this industrialized block of steel yeah. In a shape of a, a triangle. <laughs> like, why would anybody... Imagine be, it being put up and people are like, oh my god. Like, that looks so great. To me, doesn't look great. There's no useful function to, of it. It kind of looks like a telephone tower. Yeah. Like, you know those big towers with the wires yeah, that go yeah. across? Yeah, pre-telephone tower, before telephones were a thing. Yeah, probably. like an like, ancient telephone tower. Yeah. And people flock from far and wide to go see this pointy thing that really serves no purpose. I wonder if people in Paris defend it or if they're like, no, I agree. Like, it's ugly. Yeah. Like, I wonder if anyone's from Paris, do you think it's beautiful now? Yeah. Or do you think it's kind of an eyesore? Yeah. At night, I will defend it. At night, it is beautiful. Put it on Reddit. You'll get some answers. There. <laughs> Ask Reddit Parisians, what do you think? Yeah, do you like the Eiffel Tower now? Yeah, I I'm don't, curious. I've never seen it in person, but just from the photos I've seen or the ones that they have in like in America or whatever it is where yeah. they like the replicas. Oh, the replicas. Yeah, that's weird too. It's weird to do replicas of the like the Eiffel Tower, but it's also just it's not architecturally like an appeasing thing to look at. And listen, we're from Toronto. The CN Tower is not pretty either. You yeah. know what I mean? So we're not trying to bash places. Like no. we know that in our own city, oh, it's not CN, that nice. The CN Tower is so ugly. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never been in it. 
but I still think it's really ugly. Are we tower haters? I'm not a big city person, so maybe that's yeah, I'm what not it either. is. <laughs> that's <laughs> a problem. We live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Beaches, however, gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> this is mind-blowing to me. There are currently 320,000 people learning Kingan. I don't know if I'm saying Klingon. that right. Klingon. Klingon. Which is the fictional language featured in the television show Star Trek. And they're doing this on Duolingo. Do you know why I'm upset about this? They don't even have Estonian. Do you know how many times... I'm trying to learn Estonian and they're making fictional languages on the app. I'm so mad. I'm actually not surprised by that. At least put Elvish on if you're going to do that. That's what I was going to say. They would probably have Elvish on before Estonian at this point. And this... What do they have against Estonians? I want to learn Estonian. That's where my family's from. And they're like, no, Star Trek. All these made up... They're going to have robot noises next. Like, we're going to be talking like beep, beep, boop, boop. These are like your people though. Star Trek. I'm not Star a Star War- Trek girl. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, all very closely put, related in the fantasy world. Put the language of the Ewoks, I'm down. Exactly, though. But you got, not you, over Estonian. You got <laughs> some people that are very much obsessed with this fan fiction, and they're like, I want to learn this. And then they just put on these random languages that aren't beneficial at all for Okay, anybody, you're so. right, because I am being a hypocrite, because I would learn Elvish. Exactly. You're right. So I just did Lord of the Rings trivia again. Okay. In the movie, um, I don't remember which one it is, but they say the word Pendrith. Okay. And what's his name? Aragorn like yells it out loud. Do you know what the word means? No. Is it a swear word? No. What is it? So everybody thinks he's like saying like cold or something like that. Yeah. Also, I don't watch Lord of the Rings often, so please don't kill me. (laughs) It's like P-E-N-D-R-A-I-T-H. Everybody thinks that it means like hold your like fire or whatever it is and actually just he's just yelling ladders because the ladders are going on the building oh okay that's interesting yeah yeah that's my only tip of the day wow you're like speaking elvish now and everything i know (laughs) i've only seen lord of the rings once so that's you know actual words that's pretty good trivia (laughs) you're never more than 30 steps away from a trash can in disneyland and the story goes that walt disney used to observe visitors in the park and see how many steps they took before littering and so now there's garbage everywhere which like garbage bins which i think is great i would believe that so people take 30 steps before they litter people are gross yeah people are gross people are gross why are we still littering i will literally stuff my purse with my garbage or like the pockets of my coat before i put them anywhere else i will be a walking garbage can just imagine how like rude of a person you have to be be like oh the garbage is right over there right over there let me toss my (laughs) kit kat wrapper right here like that is it's not that hard and people have like eight pockets on them at all times straight men got all those cargo pants with all those pockets like you got six on one leg six on the other make use of them like i know (laughs) your grandma has a fanny pack when you're with her at disney world stuff it in her fanny pack yeah 100 percent. people are gross they're rude and imagine having to be that poor worker cleaning up all of that. That was an investment on his future and he didn't need... They're probably and, getting paid well, though. Mm. Disney World? I had a friend that used to work at Disney World. She oh. got paid decently. Okay. She was at Epcot. Oh, okay. I like Epcot. Yeah. It's like a big golf ball. She was in the Canadian Pavilion, which was actually kind of funny. Because in the Canadian Pavilion, where all of the representatives are just in, like, plaid. <laughs> so, and they're not Canadian. Well, they're just from Florida. The Epcot, they bring actual Canadians <gasps> Do they? In. Oh, yeah, I love that like then. An, it's like an exchange So program. it's actually kind of authentic, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love that. You don't need to wait an hour after eating before you can swim safely. Despite what your mother always told you, there is no medical data that suggests you can't swim on a full stomach. 
it's an old wives tale 100%. did your parents tell you that yeah like if you uh, ate a sandwich and they were like you gotta wait before you go swimming when it comes to stuff like that we didn't have the medical advances to determine stuff like that in 2000 this was even before 2000 like because they were learning that from their parents and their true parents that's were... where they heard it from exactly but it's always you, been medical you, medically yeah. known that you can swim i think it's been medically known but i don't think the access to the materials parents the, wouldn't know it parents wouldn't know it especially if your parents didn't go to university or like have any academic career right but let it be known now you can eat as much as you want and go swimming it might just you might cramp up you might cramp up it's just like anytime you do physical activities you do a big cannonball some yeah. some might come in or out who knows but nothing bad will happen no if you're a good swimmer already if you can't swim then yeah don't jump in after yeah. having a sub you might be you <laughs> might sink to the bottom regardless a bit because you're now fuller <laughs> you're fuller <laughs> like, if you have a whole pizza you might be touching the seaweed at the bottom yeah <laughs> bring those knees up but you're not gonna drown <laughs> it's gonna be fine <laughs> Anyways, guys, that is the end of today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Our travel talks, our yes. history together. Oh, yes. All the things. All the things. Would you want to come back? Of course, yeah. You would? I would come back. Not immediately, but I would come back. If <laughs> Next you were, week. <laughs> if you were to ask me like in, in the few, summer. In the summer, yeah. Okay. Now it's a bit too busy. I'm not going to lie. You, know. you live a busy life. If it is hard to get a hold of you. It's hard to get a hold of myself, to be honest. <laughs> You know, if you, don't, if you don't book no, I know what you mean. a couple of weeks in advance, I'm not... Friendships in, like, your early 30s, late 20s, like, it, it, they change, right? Our friendship has always been low maintenance, so. And I love that. I love that. <laughs> I have lost friendships because I don't call people every day, because I don't text every day, and I'm like, okay, bye, because that's not how I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's times where you message me, and I'm like... And a I week later. <laughs> a week later responding, or I call you right away, and I'm like, I don't have time to read this. Just yeah, sum so it up. let's talk now. Yeah. Talk now before I get... I forget what we're, we're no, even talking about. I respect about. it. That's how I am. That's how I work. And I think that's how... That's why we've been friends for so long. Yeah. Because I've lost a lot of friends that are just too... They expect so much, and I'm not... I'm not that person. My communication is very short and simple. I don't like texting. I'll update you on my life if yeah. I need to afterwards unless it's something pressing. And I think that's why we also get along is because yeah. we don't have those expectations. Like, And we've talked about it before. Yeah. We want to hang out. We want to do stuff like that. But like we we want to know each other's lives but like we don't have the ability also yeah. i don't have the social withstands to always be talking no to no me either. like we're both very independent yeah yeah i mean it works out yeah it works out for us yeah i would definitely come back again we just have to plan it well in advance again. <laughs> yeah mandy needs to get Maybe pregnant book again it now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mandy will have her second baby in uh, september no she won't no she, she won't, won't. No, she'll she kill won't. us <laughs> <laughs> by the way mandy's all good she's coming back in two weeks Ty and I will do the episode next week and then she'll be back. So second week of February. Yeah. All right. So thanks, Matt, for being here. Thank you very much for having me. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>